When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 247 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Nadine. Thank you, Nadine. Thanks, Thank Nadine. Thank you. So today we are going to be discussing part one of chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Birthday surprises! Yay for Ron! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Wait, is that right? Is that his birthday? His birthday's in March. So this is not it. Whose birthday? birthday is it? I don't know. I'm just going with what you said. <laughs> well, I know that doesn't Ron get uh, some things and some stuff? Some <laughs> things and some stuff. Is it Slughorn's birthday? Is it March? <laughs> I only read the third of the chapter that I needed to for this. I'm going to scroll Wait, ahead. Hold it on. is Ron. See, I was right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the oh, pod. Welcome God. to the pod. Oh, my only excuse is that I'm very pregnant and <laughs> I all my energy in my body is going towards growing this child, so that's it. Anyways, let's make sure that we've read the chapter and you're ready to party your way through the details. <laughs> it's a birthday party. Right, right. Okay. Anyway, Megan has some really exciting weekly profit news that's going to turn into probably stuff for the podcast after the books are done. I hope so. <laughs> um. So today, today, Tom, yesterday, Tom Felton teased something. Yes. Uh, however, it was unearthed because his his memoir was already for pre-sale available on Waterstones. Uh, that he wrote a memoir. So this is super exciting. I'm really excited. I can't wait to read it. It is called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. And it will cover his experiences playing the role of Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter, including dealing with being thrust into the spotlight at a young age and creating lasting relationships with fellow cast members. The synopsis says... Speaking with great candor and his signature humor, Tom shares his experience growing up as part of the wizarding world while also trying to navigate the muggle world. He tells stories from his early days in the business, like his first acting gig, where he was mistaken for fellow blonde child actor Macaulay Culkin, and his (laughs) Harry Potter audition, where, in a very Draco-like move, he fudged how well he knew the books in the series was based on. A.K.A. not at all. Um... I want to read this now. Yeah. It, they they shared a couple of brief excerpts that also give a sneak peek as what we can expect. So one little blurb says, At lunchtime, we would congregate in the canteen, which was always a fun moment. There was no separation of roles. 
An electrician would be queuing for his lunch next to a witch and a goblin, and then a cameraman, a carpenter, and Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They called for a break, and Gambin magicked up a cigarette from out of his beard. He and I were often to be found outside the stage door, having a breath of fresh air, as we referred to it. There would be painters and plasters and chippies and sparks, and among them all would be me and Dumbledore having a crafty cigarette. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah. I'm excited. It says he joins the growing list of Harry Potter cast members who have become published authors. He is now, I think, the fourth. Oh, who else has a book? Um, Jesse Cave, Lavender Brown, has oh, two yes. books, actually. Love, love. Uh, yeah, Ivana Lynch, which she wrote a memoir about her um, eating disorder, actually, the opposite of butterfly hunting. And then Bonnie Wright is about sustainable living called Go Gently. Look at these. Good eggs. Look at these kids go. I love them all. Yeah. I feel so proud. You can, um, you can pre-order a signed copy from Waterstones. What's the price on that guy, though? I'm looking right now. Hold on, because I kind of yeah. want it. I know, uh, I 20 pounds. I okay. Thanks. Oh, sold that out. nothing to me. <gasps> that's like 20 pounds. That's like Convert $35, it. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I wonder how many he did. <sighs> uh, yeah, so it's not available. <laughs> oh, Bill. Gosh I, darn it. Probably because he doesn't want to sign that many for 35 <laughs> bucks. True. I truly <laughs> love Tom Felton. Like he's a yes. gift to the fandom. I love truly. him. We met I him wonder, once. He was so sweet. I wonder if he'll be announced for Denver to try to like drum oh, this up because that's in the fall. I'd love LeakyCon Denver. I'd love that. Who's coming? It's like the usual crew coming, right? To Orlando. To right now, um, I know that Chris is going to be in Denver, but I don't know. If they've announced very many others. He's going to both. both. Yeah, he's going to both. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, though. I definitely am going to pre-order this. It is being published October 13th in the UK and October 18th in the US. Just pre-order one for your girl right here. Yeah. That's my address. Yeah. I love you, honey. (laughs) LeakyCon Orlando is... Bryn Court, who's a sculptor, Sean Biggerstaff, mm. Chanel Williams, Cherry Wallace, Chris Rankin, Josh Herdman, and Stanislav Yanevsky. Who smells delightful, by he the way. He does. If he had moved one more centimeter the wrong way, that shirt would have ripped right off. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> You're you're not wrong. What are you, his grandma? (laughs) We have established that I am an old person, okay? We have. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes. Nice people, though. So nice. The nicest people. Oh, man. Okay. Well, you want to do the rest of your section, lady? Yeah, sorry. I literally just pre-ordered those for us. Thanks, babe. On Amazon. (laughs) On the fly. Um, Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like it, then they might, too. And we would appreciate all of the new friends that we can make through this podcast. 
<laughs> subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, gives you access to exclusive Felix Files episodes, Discord channel recordings, live, or just our Discord channel in general, live recordings on Discord, trivia games, Swish Swag, boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support to all of our current patrons. We really appreciate it. Um, also, if you are interested in sending your Potter story to us, which we are always accepting, um, you can send those along with any questions or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Yep. <clears throat> I like to recap all the time, recap all the time, recap all the time. That was groovy. I like it. Good job. Get it? Party, birthday. We've Uh, established that it's actually Rob's birthday. I wasn't crazy at the beginning of this episode. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Recap. So at the uh, ripe age of possibly 16, teenage Voldemort kills his father and his grandparents and pins it on another relative. Real cool. Solid guy. Uh, Dumbledore takes Harry into a botched memory from Slughorn, but it is the most important memory he has collected. You've got homework, Harry. Charm the pants off of Slughorn and get the real memory. Charm the pants off of Slughorn. I like that. (laughs) All right. Our summary this week. Harry tells Ron, who tells Hermione, who tells Dean, who tells Seamus. I'm kidding. Harry tells Ron and Hermione separately, of course, because, you know, they're still not talking about what happened with Dumbledore. They gave him two very different suggestions on what to do about Slughorn. Speaking of, it's time for potions. And today's lesson seems like something the prince can't help with. And Hermione, Hermione, (laughs) (laughs) Hermione is capital S-M-U-G smug. But Harry finds help from the prince anyway, and too bad he couldn't give him any help with being smooth, because Harry royally screws up trying to get the real memory from Sluggy Boy. I need someone to make some sort of fan art of Hermione as a mime stat. (laughs) Hermione. Hermione. Well, I immediately went to Discord and put a gif of Mr. Mime in there. (laughs) (laughs) Probably known as one of the creepiest Pokemon ever created. Yes. A thousand percent. Especially... Especially in um, Arceus when it's just like... Oh, like, yes. Uh, it's the worst. Nightmares. Ugh. Nightmares. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give a warning before I start my section. I get out of breath very easily these days, so I hope you enjoy the sounds of me sounding like that kid from Hey Arnold <laughs> is always breathing behind Helga. Because <laughs> it's... My insides are squashed by this child. I need to look up that kid's name. A giant. What is? Oh, isn't what it the Eugene? Kid from- mm-hmm. No, Eugene is different. Is it the other guy? No. But this guy always gets punched in the face by Helga, <laughs> which is not nice. Oh, Brainy. No. His name is Brainy. Oh, that's Eugene. Okay. Oh, okay. Here, I'll send yeah. a picture of him. Okay. Yeah. So I'm that kid. All right. So here we go. So yeah, the that. next, that's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, 
also the way that he's standing, I feel like I look like that a lot. So. <laughs> Are you a lurch? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the next day, Harry confides in both Ron and Hermione the task that he's been set by Dumbledore. And he has to do this separately because, as we know, Hermione still refuses to be in Ron's presence for longer than it takes to just give him a bad look and move on with her life. But, like, do you? I don't... I mean, you can be upset. So, girl knows how to hold a grudge, by the way. What's yeah. What's her sign? What's her sign? Mm, let me find out. I wonder Sarah if Sarah would like know a, that instantly. Sarah would know that. <laughs> and she would tell me their traits. And I'd be like, yes, that fits. <laughs> September, right? The I don't think September. She's a Virgo. Tell me if that's a Virgo trait. The holding a grudge at Virgo trait. Because she can do it with the best of them. Props to her. Um, so Ron thought that Harry would have no issue with getting this memory from Slughorn because of basically the Potter effect combined with his talent in potions. And he's like, he's not going to refuse you of anything. You basically could just like go and ask him. And so this conversation is happening over breakfast. Ron's eating a fried egg. And I just want to point out that I love a good fried egg. Me too, especially with everything but the bagel seasoning. Yes. All right, go ahead. Uh, Virgo's known to hold grudges for months on end, but only when she deems it absolutely necessary. She's another one of those zodiac signs that will always try to work it out with you first because she's an adult and not a petty child. But when you don't get the hint, she'll give you the cold shoulder. I mean, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. Dang. Spot out. So, yes, fried eggs. Delightful. However, I do have a lightning bolt round question. And you have to say it, and I don't want an explanation. What's your favorite way to eat an egg? Like how it's cooked? Yeah. Over medium. Yeah, over medium. Just like a good fried egg. I go back and forth, but I'm going to have to say at the moment, hard boiled. Okay. I have not made a hard boiled egg in so long. I make them perfectly and they peel perfectly. (laughs) Would you like to know the secret? Yeah. What do you do? All right. So I boil them for. Well, okay. They get the tiniest, tiniest bit of like green sometimes. It just depends on the egg Mm -hmm. because like the older, older eggs, older air quotes are supposed to hard boil better. I don't know why. Um, So it kind of just depends on the egg because I don't know how old my eggs are when I get them. (laughs) Right. It's great. So I hard boil or I boil them for 22 minutes. I immediately stick the pot in the sink and I turn on the cold water and I let that run for a couple minutes. And then I put them in a bowl and I immediately stick them in the fridge. And it works every time. How So how like long do you boil them? 22 minutes. Okay. And how long do you ice and them? I don't ice them at all. I just or stick them in the fridge. How long do you put them in cold water? Just like until I can touch them. Okay. And then until fridge. Until I can pull them out. Right. Yep. Right. And I stick them in a bowl and I stick them in the fridge and never put them on the top shelf because it gets too cold on the top shelf in the fridge, at least at my house. Hmm. Yeah. And they peel <laughs> like a dream. 
Right. I've kind of been wanting to try them in the air fryer. Everything bagel seasoning on the top. Oof. Delightful. I've been eating this uh, also from Trader Joe's. It's like a chili lime seasoning. Oh, my goodness. It's so good on the eggs. That seasoning is good. So good. I'll send you a picture, Tiff. Please do. But oh, like, good question. Lily says lots of ways. Do you put the eggs in the water, bring them to a boil, then start the timer, or bring the water to a boil, add the eggs, then set the timer? I put them in the water, stick them on the stove, start that bad boy up, and start the timer. So they start in their cold water. Okay. okay. So they def- they're not like, you know, it just what huh. it is. And it works. It works. These are important you. facts. This is why we have a Harry Potter podcast. To, to talk t- about To eggs. teach you about how to make the perfect hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Well, when the author brings up food all the time, it's hard for me to, like, not talk about it. I mean, I <laughs> truly, I love a good fried egg. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Egg scramble. Mm, let's go. Okay. Egg scramble Anyways. with cheese. Yes. So, Ron also calls Harry a potions prince. And his advice for getting the memory, hang back after class and ask about some dark magic. What can go wrong? Right? Right. This is a great plan. Such a Ron plan. <laughs> Quote, oh, I'm sorry. Hermione took the gloomier view of this situation, which was more correct than Ron. So she said, he must be determined to hide what really happened if Dumbledore couldn't get it out of him. She said in a low voice as they stood in the deserted snowy courtyard at break. Horcruxes, Horcruxes. I've never even heard of them. And Harry goes, you haven't? And he's disappointed because obviously Hermione is like a dictionary for him in a great way. And he thought that she might be able to give him some clue as to what they were. But no. And she says, they must be really advanced dark magic or why would Voldemort have wanted to know about them? I think it's going to be difficult to get the information, Harry. You'll have to be very careful about how you approach Slughorn. Think out a strategy. And so Harry's like, well, Ron thinks I should just hang out after potions and give it a go. And she's like, okay, if Juan Juan thinks that, <laughs> then you better go do it. No faulty judgment ever came from Juan Juan, right? And so he's like, so that's not going to work. <laughs> Sorry for mentioning <laughs> it. <laughs> and he, like, attempts to be like, hey, maybe you could, like, talk about it and, like, make peace. And Hermione's like, no. And she storms away. It's a sad tweet. But why doesn't Hermione know about Horcruxes? Because there's nothing in the library about them. Yeah. Dumbledore removed all of the books. I was going to say, it's crazy that she's never even heard of them. Especially because, like, in the not-so-distant future, she's going to know a whole heck of a lot about them. You know what I mean? Well, yes. So once she knows... Like, okay, so it would be... Hermione's not going into the library looking for books about, like, dark magic. Like, right. that's just not what she's doing at this moment in time. So now she is going to go in there. And all that she's going to find, and we hear about this later coming up soon, is one of the books even says, like, on the subject of Horcruxes, we won't talk about them. And she's like, why are you even mentioning them? then? But Dumbledore definitely had 
all the books removed. Not sure of when. Um, it must have been after Tom Riddle had made his first one because that's where the trio believes that he got his information to create the first Horcrux. Not about creating more than one Horcrux because that's why he goes to Slughorn. Okay. Sluggy slug. Sluggy slug. So Potions is now very highly uncomfortable these days because Ron and Hermione um, hate each other still and they all share a desk. But today, (laughs) Hermione is now mad at Harry, so she moves her cauldron around the table. So now she's exceptionally close to Ernie and ignoring Harry and Ron. And Ron picks up on this very quickly, and he's surprised by this turn of events. And he's like, what'd you do, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, But he doesn't have time to answer him because they're Slughorn, and it's time to get to work. Okay, let's talk about some crazy wizard stuff. Wizard stuff. What wizards? Golpalut's third law. Third! My girl. Got you. Who can tell me? But Miss Granger can, of course. <laughs> and her, Hermione <laughs> recites this at top speed. Golpalot's third law states that the antidote for a blended poison will be equal to more than the sum of the antidotes for each of the separate components. <laughs> what? This earns 10 points for Gryffindor. Suck at every other house. But also, what is she even talking about? Because that was very confusing for me. So can somebody science that out for me? Because I don't know how to do this. That sounds that literally that's algebra for me. I black out. I don't know what you said. Can I (laughs) phone a science friend? (laughs) Seriously. Where's Steph? I literally don't get that. (laughs) At all. That's one of those things where I keep reading it and I keep going like brain understand this and Equal it just to more does than it. the sum so it has to be more than each of the separate components. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should make a TikTok. <laughs> oh shoot. Yes, write it down, Catherine. Oh, oh gosh. Boy. Here, hold on. Here, Mia, you can science this for me. Oh man! All right, so let's let's check the wiki here. So, Golpalot's third law was a law for making antidotes, which appeared to say that the antidote for a blended poison—that is, a poison created by mixing several other poisons together—could not simply be created by finding the antidotes to each separate poison in the blended whole. And mixing them together. Instead, as Professor Slughorn explained, the potion maker had to find the single ingredient, which when added to the blended antidotes, transformed them near, I'm going to say this wrong, alchemically, (laughs) alchemically, because it's alchemy. Alchemically, I don't know. Alchemically. (laughs) 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 Into combined whole, which will counteract the entire blended poison. Learn to pronounce. Simply put, according to this law, a true antidote to a blended poison was more than the sum of its parts. Okay. (laughs) Is that simply put? Because I'm a simple person and I don't understand. 
It's just alchemical. I just did the listen to it. Even with the Y? Alchemical. I don't like that. Alchemical. No. Okay. To the people talking that they understand what this means and looking at you, me, and Vinny, you know what? Just go and take your smart self somewhere else. Okay? Yeah. Science people. (laughs) Whatever. I wanted to say a different word from Charlie Day, but I won't. Anyway. So... Harry's confused and obviously Ron is confused because if Harry's confused, Ron is confused. And so Slughorn goes on to say, which means of course that assuming we have achieved correct identification of the potions ingredients by Scarpin's Revealia spell, our primary aim is not the relatively, is not the relatively simple one of selecting antidotes to those ingredients and in themselves, but to find that added component that will by almost alchemical process transform these disparate elements <laughs> I don't it's like uh, reading Ollivander man I don't know what really. you're saying to me it's like really. you're trying to speak to me I know it <laughs> you're really cute kid <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay Scarpin's Revealia spell it's an unknown incantation, and it's a spell used to correctly identify the ingredients of a given potion. I enjoy that. That's a very good spell mm-hmm. to have. Um, so this is for six years potions class for Slughorn. Um, although most of the kids are clueless. However, I will say this. Slughorn, if most of your kids are clueless, you need to go backwards. You can't just let them flounder. That's a you issue, not a student issue. Yeah. Suck on that. I'm not saying he's a bad teacher, but if 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 most, if the majority of your students don't get it, you need to try something else to teach them. And right. Get it. Right. I've, I gave out probably, I probably did it three times this year. <clears throat> I pulled a few students back. Because for math tests, sometimes not all my students are readers, so I like to read them, like the story problems and stuff like that. Um, Because if they hear the uh, vocabulary, then they can identify, oh, I have to subtract this one, or oh, I have to add this one, because we practice math vocabulary. For example, if it says all together, ding, we're going to add, or, you know, whatever. And so I pulled... (laughs) I pulled a group of students back and I had one of my highest math students back there and he had no clue what to do. And I was like, nope, not doing this today. And he's like, why? What do I do? And I'm like, hey, it's not a you thing. I go, this is a me thing. I said, if you don't get this, then, <laughs> then I need to try a different way. So like, try a different way to teach them because you clearly didn't reach them. Not saying like you did a bad job. It's just they, not the group that learns that way. Anyway, Alchemical. What does it mean? We <laughs> talked about alchemy a lot in Sorcerer's Stone, I think. Um, so that means relating to or characteristic of alchemy, the medieval forerunner of chemistry concerned with the transmutation of matter. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You roll, Tiff. 
I know. I know. I'm also out of breath. But anyways, Ron is sitting there. His mouth is half open. He's doodling in his notebook and he's forgetting that Hermione's not going to help him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And also that Harry uh, can't help him. And the fact that he can't read the prince's handwriting. So (laughs) you're screwed, man. (laughs) So here's the assignment. They are to take a file from a vial from the desk. Oh, my thing scrolled. And create an antidote for the poison that is within them by the end of the lesson. Good luck. Use gloves. Bye. Use gloves. I just don't understand (laughs) how that is like a lesson. Like this feels like a test. It's not a lesson. It is. It is an assessment. It feels like unless we missed a lesson where it was taught, which it doesn't feel like it because it feels like this is their first time hearing about the law. Right. Or our gentlemen were assigned a reading homework about the law and didn't do it, which is also very real (laughs) for them. Um, But this feels like a uh, something was missed. Now, yeah. whether it be the lesson or the homework or whatever, we don't know. Anyways, everybody's in a daze. Hermione is up and at it before the rest of the class even like wipes the drool from their mouths essentially <laughs> and realizes that it's time to move. And so Ron, Harry, and Ernie had only just returned to the table when Hermione had already diff- uh, drained the contents of her vial in her cauldron and she's already kindling a fire under it and everybody's like okay let's get started (laughs) Uh, yes all right it's my turn oh i need to stretch discord's kind of on fire today and i'm here for it (laughs) brandon i'm sorry the briffany prime said slughorn hear me out I kind of want to poison these kids and make them figure out the antidote. Double door. I love it. McGee. Absolutely not. <laughs> but why not? This does very much feel like a like a Snape lesson, too. This is kind of what he he would do, too. So I, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So Hermione's like, it's a shame that the prince won't be able to help you much with this, Harry. 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 It's such a shame. Uh, but basically, she's stoked that Harry has to understand the principles involved this time. There are no shortcuts or cheats, as she would say. Uh, and he is annoyed as he pours his poison into his cauldron. It is a garish shade of pink. Garish meaning obtrusively bright and showy. Is this like a possible dig at, at Umbridge? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Um, He did not have the faintest idea of what he was supposed to do next, though. He looked over at Ron, who was standing and looking gormless, which is uh, like a British slang word for lacking intelligence, a.k.a. stupid. There's so many words we're learning. (laughs) Um, As he'd already copied everything Harry had done, but didn't know what else to do because, you know, this is how they roll. Uh, Ron mutters to him and asks if he's sure the prince doesn't have any tips. And Harry looked through the prince's copy of advanced potion making and turned to the chapter on antidotes. But there was nothing. (gasps) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Random yawn. There was nothing. I'm so sorry. (gasps) 
There was nothing other than the exact definition Hermione had given about Golpalot's third law. Not one illuminating note. Nothing. Nada. Zip. You lose. Good day, sir. Day, sir. <laughs> Hermione was waving her wand enthusiastically over her cauldron, and Harry and Ron couldn't copy because she had been getting very good at nonverbal incantations, so she doesn't need to say what she's doing out loud. Yes irritated and let me tell you why because in seven girlfriend is yelling spells why yeah tiffany i love you i'm just saying <laughs> i like the whole time in seven i'm like thinking of this and i'm thinking like they're learning nonverbal, and we just went through this and I'm like why are you yelling spells so that why? we know what they are yeah amateur but but here's the thing the author could have given us the result of those spells and we could have figured that out on our own. True. Right? What spell was used? That'd like be a she fun yells, episode. Like, totalis. I'm like, why are you just yeah. saying he went like a board? I don't know. Rigid. We know what it means. That right? one especially. We know what it, it means. means. <laughs> <laughs> that one's so long. Like, they're going to know what you're up to before you get halfway through the incantation. Right? True. I just, I just feel like weird. it was, it was Bush seven. League in seven to be yelling spells at Death Eaters at the cafe. I'm just saying. A couple people in the chat are suggesting maybe she was too stressed or like it's hard to do that in a high stress situation. Maybe she just knew that I, it would work if she said it, I guess. No. <laughs> I, I do not accept no, this. I don't like it. Also, though, I'm just saying she is a... Uh, absolutely doing nonverbal magic here on purpose well oh yes <laughs> oh, oh yeah for sure and i love her for it yeah <laughs> so ernie mac has started muttering specialis revelio um so harry and ron just quickly start imitating him to try to figure out if that's gonna work for them <laughs> Um, but basically what that is, it's the incantation of a charm that would reveal any spells performed on objects or potions. It's a variation of the Re Revelio charm. Um, I don't really know if this would... Is this really what would have worked? Is that going to reveal the ingredients? I feel like no. Um, That's what I think too, but it does say in here that that's what Hermione's using... But, like, it's not like a potion's going to have any spells performed on it. Like, you want to find out what the ingredients are. I feel like that might be a little different. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's just my two cents. Um, within five minutes, Harry knew his reputation as best potion maker in class was coming crashing down. Very ungraciously. Or not ungraciously. Ungracefully. Un Gracefully. That's what I wanted to say. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so close. Yeah. You have, we're going to have to write a Meganisms book. <laughs> uh, so Slughorn's making his rounds and looked hopefully into Harry's cauldron, ready to exclaim in delight as he usually did. But he ended up coughing because it smelled like bad eggs. So many eggs. Yeah. Gross. Harry, 22 minutes, not over 22 minutes. You don't right. need to bake the eggs like that. Bake um, eggs. Hermione was looking super smug, though. 
she had loathed being outperformed in every potions class, which, like, I get it, but also, homegirl, it's okay to not be the best in a class. Just saying. Right. Just saying. That's true. That's true. And I, like, I still can't subscribe to her thought that Harry is cheating in some kind of a way. Yeah, I agree. Subscribe. It's like, it's not cheating. He's just... <laughs> He's just taking advice instructions. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you can work smarter, not harder, why the heck wouldn't you take that route? For sure. It's not cheating. It's just literally Snape is a genius at potions and made it better. Yeah. He like that's literally it. how old, how old is this book? You know what I mean? Like how right. old is this book? Uh, things can change. Different ways can be found. So go Snape I guess <laughs> yeah um Harry was annoyed because he wasn't figuring this out so he looked back at the prince's book and finally saw a scrawl across a long list of antidotes that said just shove a bezoar down their throats um Harry stared at the words and remembered Snape mentioning this during their first ever potions lesson a stone taken from the stomach of a goat, which will protect from most poisons. How does he remember that? Because it was a scarring incident. I Think guess. about how horrid that first lesson was, especially after the uh, beginning of the year feast, after his scar hurt for the first time, because Quirrell's all turned around and he thinks it's because of Snape. And you see Alan Rickman up there just like looking at me. <laughs> Who's that teacher there? Say Percy. <laughs> Say Percy. Um, let's see. Okay. It was not an answer to the gulp a lot problem. And if Snape was still their teacher, he would never dare to try this. But this was a moment for desperate measures in the world of Harry James Potter. <laughs> so he hurries to the store cupboard and rummages through until he finds the box of bezoars in the back with just two minutes to spare in class. The Bezoars look like shriveled, brown, dried-up kidneys. It's disgusting. Gross. Slughorn calls time and then moves slowly through the room, examining the antidotes. Nobody had finished the task. Hermione was still trying to cram a few, mo few more ingredients into her bottle. Ron had given up completely and was just trying not to breathe the putrid fumes coming from his cauldron. <laughs> Ron's just like, you know what? I lost today. I lost. I, he's just like, I, I did my best. <laughs> um, and Harry's hands feel sweaty as he waited. Slughorn wretched when he got to Ron's cauldron, and then he comes up to Harry and says, And you, Harry, what have you got to show me? Harry held out his hand, the bezoar sitting on his palm. Slughorn looked down at it for a full ten seconds, and Harry wondered for a moment whether he was going to shout at him. Then he threw back his head and roared with laughter. You've got nerve, boy, he boomed, taking the bezoar and holding it up so the class could see it. Oh, you're like your mother. Well, I can't fault you. A bezoar would certainly act as an antidote to all of these potions. Oof. Lucky ducky. I mean, that that's some guts, man. That's some guts. Guts. He's not guts. wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Did he climb to the top of the aggro crag? Because he's got guts. How what? Do I remember that show. <laughs> what? No. Are you talking about the uh, show Guts? Yes. 
Because mm. don't don't they do the aggro crack? I don't remember that term. Aggro. Google aggro crack. I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Did you know? I don't think they got to keep that like trophy thing, which is bogus. That's lame. It's like in Shoots Creek. Oh wait, uh, never mind. I will not send any spoilers. Never mind. It can't it's getting to be that time that, that yeah. it's uh, your fault if you haven't watched that show yet. Go <laughs> we'll watch I have it not right seen now. The whole thing, but I'm a, I'm not suck spoilers. It's okay. I was trying to get people to watch it at work today. Oh, it's so because good. we had somebody come through the drive-through whose name was Stavros, and I died. <laughs> Wait, tell them the other part. And then, like, seriously, a couple people after that. Someone came through in a David Rose sweater, like in the David Rose lightning sweater. And we were freaking out. And he just like did not care. And the girl at the window handed him his coffee and said, eat glass. (laughs) Because Alexa says that. And he just like did not get it. And we were like, uh. so bad. Why are you wearing that sweater? Of all the quotes, though, you're going to pick to say to someone, that's a move. I know. I was like, of all quotes, that is what you choose. But, you know, you do you. You do you. And what then she's they like, call, like corporate and be like, okay, I know one of some your people told me, to, told me to, eat to eat glass. <laughs> and I think the ice in my iced coffee is actually glass chips. <laughs> I couldn't drink it. I was scared. Oh my God. Such a good show. Mm, eat glass. <laughs> he is so stinking cute. I love him. I love him so much. I don't even know how many times I've watched that show. Anyway. We literally just put it on. Yeah. Anyway, Harry Potter. <sighs> so here's Hermione, right? Her face is sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Sit on her nose. Yeah. Looking livid. <laughs> her poor antidote is described as bubbling sluggishly and included no less than 52 ingredients, including a chunk of her own hair. Girls trying anything, okay? Anything. And she says through gritted teeth, and you thought of a Bezoar all by yourself. Did you, Harry? Oh, she mad. Like, get over it. Right? I love Hermione, but man, get over it. She does not want to be shown up. It's not like it's something that wasn't told to all of them. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Slughorn just happily says that that is the individual spirit that a real potion maker needs. Quote, just like his mother, she had the same intuitive grasp of potion making. It's undoubtedly from Lily he gets it. And he goes on to say that if you have a Bezoar on hand, yeah, it would do the trick. But they don't work on everything and are pretty rare. So it's probably still a good idea to know how to mix antidotes, especially if you're Harry Potter and you're going to be granted access into becoming an Auror. Right? But that's okay. He can make it up later. Um, So mm-hmm. the only person who looks more mad than Hermione is Malfoy. And Harry's happy to see that he had spilled something on himself that looked like cat sick. Cat sick. Cat sick. And if you're a cat mom like myself, there's a lot of varying degrees of cat sick. Oh, so man. I'm just like wondering what it looks like. I'm picturing the pate kind, which is awful. 
Blech. I totally forgot that he was there because he's not being snarky. Right I know, now. right? He's just like non-existent. Because he is having some hard days. Yeah, a little bit. Sucks to suck, Malfoy. Shouldn't have been branded. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> Shouldn't have been branded. <laughs> Don't think he had a choice. But still. Yeah. That sucks. Um, Sorry about your cat puke. <laughs> Yeah. What are you mixing in that cauldron? Mm. Um, but before either of the angries could say anything, the bell rang, lessons over. Harry earns 10 points to Gryffindor for sheer cheek, which I do appreciate. Isn't that funny, though? Because didn't Snape take points away for cheek? Yeah. On his first <gasps> day. Oh. 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 I need that confirmed. I need that confirmed because they points out his first day i would love that i like that please be true i'm are you checking yeah thank you just go to that chapter um so slughorn is still laughing to himself as he walks back to his desk about the whole bezor incident and harry pur- purposefully like dawdles yeah. really sheer Shut cheek your- your cheek shut your mouth yes wow that's cool i like that that's, that's cool you're um, welcome thank you yeah so harry's taking give me credit time. God. Give credit good, good job, job Megan. oh my god good you're job. so wow. smart wow thank you. wow thank you. i'm gonna we praise you like phil we are worms oh Okay, am I allowed to speak now? Yeah, yeah. go okay, ahead. Thank you. So Harry's packing up his bag, taking his time. Um, if this is really the plan Harry decided on, and it is, I could maybe see what he's thinking. Like, I just had a win with Slughorn right now. He thought that was gutsy and made him laugh and whatever. I seem to be in his favor. So like, I could see how maybe that might have pushed him more so to go with Ron's plan. Um Ron and Hermione leave without wishing him any luck because they're both ticked off at him. And finally, it's only Harry and Sluggy left in the room. And Slughorn's like, oh, come on now, Potter. Like, Actually, no, he calls him Harry, doesn't he? He never says Potter. Like, come on, you're going to be late for your next lesson. And like, here is Harry James Potter, smoothest he's ever been, meaning not at all. And just decides to like repeat this memory he saw almost verbatim. Which like, is scarring to Slughorn, which is yes. why he changed the memory in the first place. Like, why would you mimic Tom Riddle? Like, foolish to a T, you know? Foolish behavior. To the T to the of Tom. Ugh. So I'm going to read a little bit from the book. Sir, said Harry, reminding himself irresistibly of Voldemort. I wanted to ask you something. Ask away then, my dear boy. Ask away. Even that is similar. You know, like everything's set up. Sir, I wonder what you know about about horcruxes. Oh my Harry. god, Harry. <laughs> Just diving right in. Slughorn uh, froze. Like, what was he thinking? He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon just said, <laughs> you're killing me today. Harry is as smooth as a <laughs> Shadow, <laughs> literally, like AKA, not at all. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you're so funny. Ah, oh, Slughorn froze. His round face seemed to sink in upon itself. 
He licked his lips and said hoarsely, what did you say? I asked See, whether... automatically, automatically oh, yeah. he's on edge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I asked whether you know anything about Horcruxes, sir. You see, Dumbledore put you up to this, whispered Slughorn. His voice had changed completely. It was not genuine. What is that word? It was not genial. genial anymore. Thank you. But shocked, terrified. He fumbled in his breast pocket and pulled out a handkerchief, mopping his sweating brow. Dumbledore's shown you that that memory. Well, hasn't he? Yes, said Harry, deciding on the spot that it was best not to lie. Yes, of course, said Slughorn quietly, still dabbing at his white face. Of course. Well, if you've seen that memory, Harry, you know that I don't know anything. Anything. He repeated the word forcefully about Horcruxes. He seized his dragon skin briefcase, stuffed his handkerchief back into his pocket, and marched marched to the dungeon door. Sir, said Harry desperately, I just thought there might be a bit more to the memory. Did you, said Slughorn, then you were wrong, weren't you? Wrong. And he bellows that last word and slams the dungeon door behind him. I have a question. Sure. About this whole memory. The, the modified memory that is um slughorn is i would say a very talented wizard correct i agree do we get yes. that from him okay i almost feel like this memory is so sloppily modified that he did it in like haste like i think that he had a panic moment and tried to modify it quickly. Otherwise, I think it would have been better. But what do you guys think? Do you think that it's just like exceptional? Like, do you have to be like very talented? Is that like hard? Not, not to say it's not difficult magic to perform, but like, do you think it was like above his skill level to do? Did he have time to do it? Do you think he did it in haste? Do you like, what do you, what do you think? I think maybe it was in haste. Yeah, because it's very choppy. And I would think that somebody who has his skill level would have been able to do a better job of it, but he just didn't have the time to. Especially because if he had been given time, he probably would have crafted it better to cover it up for himself more. Yeah, to like right. literally not even make it be a question that that was real. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, right at this moment, it's so blindingly obvious that it's fake. Um, I don't know. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other it can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
com slash swish. I wonder if Dumbledore brought things up to him and then maybe he was like feeling the pressure and was like, yeah, let me figure this out or give me a moment or something. And does he do it like on the spot while Dumbledore is there Hmm. or how do you even do that? I kind of feel like it is on the spot. Like that's... I feel like you would have to like put it in a pensieve or something to to that effect. Because can you only use pensieves for memories? I feel like I don't know. I don't know how common those are. But then you like do some kind of magic to it with your wand while it's out. I don't know. But like in my head, the way that I think about it is, I feel like he asked for a moment, maybe to think about it, or something takes the memory out does some wand work and then gives it to him but i feel like it's rushed because i feel like i don't know i feel like he would be better at this given time yeah i agree i think he'd want to be better at it yeah because we know that true memories still the true memory is still there yeah, so Just it's like almost like Morgan's true memories were still there. Yeah. So I don't know. I would assume that you can have the option of like removing the memory like Dumbledore has explained before where like it will lessen its remembrance or you can literally like remove it like copy it's paste. a copy. Yeah. I would assume you have an option. Yeah. Which is weird to think about. Mm-hmm. But maybe when you decide if it's a copy or not, that's whenever in your mind as you're removing it, you would be like, okay, I'm changing this quick. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's just the thoughts to think. Thoughts to think. Thoughts to think. Thoughts to think about old thoughts that have been thought. <laughs> okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's still my turn. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Harry tells Ron and Hermione what happened. Neither of them show any sort of sympathy towards him at all. Uh, Hermione is still very sore over potions class. And Ron is resentful about it, too, because Harry should have slipped him a bezoar. And Harry's like, it would have looked really stupid if we'd both done it. And, like, I had to soften up Slughorn so I could ask him about Voldemort. And when he says the name, Ron winces at it. And Harry's like, oh, will you get a grip? Which I don't blame him (laughs) because, like, (laughs) come on. Yeah. Gets them in trouble in the next book, though. True. Uh, So the next couple days, Harry's brooding about what to do next about Slughorn. He's mad at himself because he totally failed. And he's upset about Ron and Hermione's attitudes towards him, too. So he decides for the time being... He's just going to, like, lie low, let Slughorn think he'd forgotten all about Horcruxes, and, like, surely it was the best idea to, like, kind of ease him into this false sense of security before, quote, turning to the attack. Um, And Slughorn actually went right back to his usual affection towards him, which I think is interesting. But now, actually, now that I think about it, maybe it's not, because he'd probably be all too pleased to just, like, move on and not ever have it mentioned again. Like, great, you got the idea. Don't bring it up. 
Um, and Harry's like waiting and hoping for another slug club sort of invitation so that he can question him, but none came. He even checked with Hermione and Ginny just in case like Harry was being excluded, but they hadn't gotten anything either. And he can, couldn't help wondering if that was on purpose, if Slughorn was like legitimately trying to not give him any opportunity at all to question him, which that's probably the truth. Yeah, he's he's on on edge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably, I mean, think about how much he's trying to to hide what he did. He's probably like mortified that Harry has seen that. Yeah, you know, and it makes him feel a little bit some type of way. Yeah, I mean that just from if you knew nothing else, just seeing his reaction to just hearing the word like it is his most embarrassing secret you know like yeah 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 which it it shouldn't be i agree and 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 and, and we're saying this obviously like from the outside but in like real time life you can think about this too like, you don't know. He didn't know what Tom Riddle was going to turn out to be. There was no way he could have known. I mean, to him, Tom Riddle was a great student, um, polite, and was seeking more knowledge. Like, there's people are curious about things. Like, if we. Uh, true crime is hugely popular right now. It's a really interesting subject to be like consuming a lot, but people are curious. And that's how I kind of relate. Like Tom Riddle from Slughorn's perspective was a curious person about dark magic. You know what I mean? Like people are curious about the things that they don't know. Taboo things. Right. People, people, you know, get curious about. So there's no way he could have known. Just like there was no way Dumbledore could have known what Tom Riddle was going to do. Right. Going, you know, he was a child at the time. So it's like, I wish he wouldn't have been. So ashamed. Yeah. And we could have maybe had more time. Yeah. 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 I've never thought about this either. Mike P in the chat said, and considering how much he likes Lily, too, I'm sure that adds to the shame he feels because he thinks he helped Tom rise to power. Which, in turn, killed Lily. Right. Like, he just has again, so like, much guilt. When it's I like, just, I dude, can't comprehend how that guilt wouldn't translate into, I want to help. Right. Pride does crazy, yes. crazy yeah. things. True. Yeah. It really does. True, true. Sad tweets, man. Yep. Sad tweets. Dearest Meg. All right. I am prepared. I was just waiting to hit send on my little message to pull questions. Give me some lightning bolt round. Kim asks, what would you get Ron for his birthday? (laughs) My initial response is your mom. But I shouldn't (laughs) say that. My initial response was candy for some reason. Oh, well, that he would love that. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd get him a gift card to his favorite restaurant. <laughs> Meet and greets with the Chudley Cannons. Oh, wow. That's fancy. That's really good. Jeez. Um, Kendra asks, how long have you ever held a grudge? Goodness. I don't know. Probably a few days because I don't like doing that. I feel like it hurts me more. So I always have to. Unless I, I don't know if I've ever like. I don't know. No, just like a couple of days because I don't like that feeling. I've held grudges guess, for like, a very my long whole time. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I honestly don't have an answer to that. I don't know. Like, Katie, I, I don't think you know what a grudge is. Katie, you don't. <sighs> Just Literally, I don't know a time frame on it, but I have held a grudge for an incredibly long time. I can hold a grudge on, like, if you serve me cruddy food. I've held a grudge for years. Literally. I wish I was lying, but I'm not. I don't think, you're, you, I don't think you're alone How do that. you, like, like, how does that make you feel? Like, you're totally fine with that? Yeah, I mean... I, I guess maybe I'm just it's, asking. I'm I not guess saying maybe, there's any right or wrong. No, well, I know. There's different like layers just, of a grudge or uh, levels of a grudge, right? Yeah, I think that um, if I feel really strongly about something, like I'm not going to compromise just to make the grudge feeling go away. You know what I mean? So like it could be forever. Like I'm not going to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to compromise on how I feel just because I don't want to hold this grudge anymore. I'm going to be like. No, I feel the way that I feel, and I'm holding this grudge, and it is what it is. Okay. Because at some point, you it's not at the forefront of your mind. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah. Like, I can think of some that I, I guess I still have, and, like, maybe those were reasons why, like, a friendship ended, or, like, I drifted away from somebody. And yeah. like, like that grudge just is never going to go away because like I don't talk to that person anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I've like cut people out of my life, but it's not it's not like active in my head. Yeah. Like I don't constantly like, think about the grudge. But yeah. that might be the reason why I don't talk to someone anymore. And I know that that's the reason why, but like I don't necessarily think about it all the time. It's not, it's not active in your brain. I get that. I guess if like <laughs> I think about like if you ha get into like arguments with like friends and stuff, like I can't let that go because it literally will make me physically ill. Like, yeah. I have to get that. Solved. You have to like talk it out. Yeah. And I have to do yeah. it immediately. Like I have to have it squashed. Otherwise, it will wreck my life. <laughs> So if I'm, kind of, I if I'm like that too. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't Sometimes like. Sometimes I it. wish I was like, that way, because it'll eat at me forever, and then I just yeah. like I won't say anything, but it'll be bothering me, and then like just it just adds up. up, and then by the time I feel ready to say something, I'm like still focused on something that happened months ago that I never brought up. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, that's stupid to bring up. Like, how were they supposed to know that that was frustrating me or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I just. I just can't it, it it will be like all consuming to me yeah if it if it's like somebody close to me like I I, I can't yeah I physically can't uh let's see good question Kendra um the Briffany prime which house uh, would Mr. Mime destroy 
I mean, be a part of. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, he doesn't belong um, at Hogwarts. No. Mr. Mine. I feel like he's a Ravenclaw. I was going to say that. Oh, no. Uh, Brandon and Mia uh, are going to hate I'm us. Super sorry. <laughs> but also not Griff. sorry. <laughs> all action. Griff all day. I will not take that back, Griffiny. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just feel like he just feels Ravenclaw to me. I don't know. I was going to say, how do you know that he's a he, but his <laughs> name is Mr. Mime. So, never mind. <laughs> oh my Love gosh. You. Why isn't there a Mrs. Katie, Mime? do you agree with Ravenclaw? Maybe there's just not yet a Mr. Mime. Why isn't there an MX Mime? Or maybe there's another Mr. Mime. Maybe they're just. How about there's all no the mimes? I don't like. How about them. they all just go away? <laughs> what True. did you we ask me? We don't need them. I said, do you agree, Ravenclaw? I don't want him to be in Hogwarts. Katie, oh. this is always <laughs> your cop out answer. Pick a freaking house. But he I scares don't me. Go to Ilvermorny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where oh you can God. go? The lake. Oh my gosh! You can How roll morbid. in the house wow, of the. Kate. Can you imagine him just like under the Oh, it's even no. scarier. <laughs> no, it's just made the lake worse. That's the one that jumps when Harry goes Akio Horcrux. Oh my God, no. Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay, Marguerite, would you have approached Slughorn in a different way than Harry? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not going to copy Tom Riddle the one that uh, he's got high anxiety about and is clearly scarred it's just the way that Harry phrased that and the word Horcrux is literally Slughorn's trigger yeah that's literally you can tell like an immediate change I um I Honestly, the way that I am as a person, I probably just would have been honest with Slughorn. Like, yeah. I think that I would have, like, tried to have a conversation, which I guess, I guess in reality is what Harry ends up doing with um, Felix. Felix, but. Yeah. But I would have just approached it like, this is what you can do to help us. And, like, we really need this. And just try to convince him that way. And just almost and like if it wasn't going to work without Felix or without like Slughorn being drunk or something like I would have just like beaten him down with words of like guilt of like, why are you not helping us? So like that is how I probably would have approached it. Like you can do all of this good by just sharing this memory with us. Like, why are you doing this? And yeah. I, that's how I would have approached it. Um. I, I feel also like, like Harry his... could have gotten this without Felix, too. Oh, for like sure. He I think had, so. He had that in him. I feel like Felix made it um, definitely, like, easier and maybe quicker. But um, the reason why Dumbledore asked Harry to do it is because he knew that Harry would be able to be the one to do it. Just because of who he is and because of Lily. And I... <laughs> I agree with you 100% on the direct approach because if he would have said, hey, can we talk? Even even after class, like, send him an owl. He would have been like, Harry Potter wants to come and talk to me in my office? Yeah, let's do this. Like, And then he could have sat down and said, listen, X, Y, Z. But do you think that maybe the thing that sealed getting the memory was the fact that 
even though Slug, he knew Slughorn, Felix told him that Slughorn wasn't going to remember, that he told him that he actually is, and he confirms that he is the chosen one. Like, do you think that made a difference? Do you think that had to happen in order to get it? I think that it did, because I think at that okay. point, like, he, Slughorn, had done what they expected and had collected Harry, right? So if Slughorn knows Harry is the chosen one, then he knows he can really help him and, like, have meaning from yeah. it. Um, because, again, we know Slughorn likes to collect students, likes to have students who are... Um, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Famous. Yeah. So, like, Harry's going to be... I mean, Harry's already famous, but he's going to be even more famous. So, like, why would I not do everything in my power to help him? So, I think I, that I do think it would if he told a sober slughorn who remembered uh, that it was true? No, I, I don't everybody think... everybody in the... I don't think it would have been bad to tell him. I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say, like, everybody in the wizarding world, I feel like, who knows anything about anything, would know that Harry Potter, they would know that he's probably it, right? Yeah. Um, and not just because the Daily Prophet says so. Right. So I feel like it would just be confirming something that they already felt was true within their hearts. Within their hearts. Yeah, I think that, that like, yeah, I totally think he could have gotten this without Felix. He could have done it. He could have just been honest. He could have, like, really... I, I think that the more honest Harry was with him, the higher of a chance he had of getting it from him because Slughorn likes notoriety, you know? So it's yes. like, I am the chosen one. If you help me, you're going to be helping me conquer the Dark Lord, like, straight up. And Slughorn would have been like, oh, put that on the resume. Sure. Here you go. You know what I mean? At the top. Yeah. Helped conquer the Dark Lord. <laughs> right. Helped <laughs> Harry Potter, the chosen one, conquer the Dark Lord. <laughs> Basically, I conquered the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's all me. <sighs> um, ba -ba -da -bum. The Briffany Prime asks... What is your favorite teeth memory on the pod so far? Since we're not going to have her for two months soon. <sighs> yeah, talk about me. Honestly, I think it was the episode where you like snuck in and came back from maternity leave with Alana. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, we've got a couple of votes for wheat. Wheat, wheat <laughs> was pretty great. That when Vinny found out he had a wife. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Can't think my of favorite memory one. of me is uh, Alzkaban. Oh, uh, yep. Coining Alzkaban. I like anytime Tiff breaks the mic, which is all the time. So, Truly. anytime Tiffany asks me a tech question, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to do one more question before we move on and this one is from nikki makush what is the most cheeky thing you did in class as a student and what were the results i feel like we all know tiffany's <laughs> trumpet What's i nice? played a trumpet out the window and got detention Bree <laughs> <laughs> knew oh the dang trumpet out the window I don't know. That's literally probably it. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell this one on Discord. You could go in. You you want me to go? Yeah, I think ahead. I know what you're gonna say. I told my teacher to fetch in class one time. <laughs> <laughs> fetch? Yeah. Did you throw something? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So it was like it was show and tell, and I didn't have anything. And I don't know how he found out that like I did a really good impression of my at the time puppy Freckles when he would howl. And like I wasn't about to stand up in front of my second grade class and do that, but like he told me to, and I didn't want to do it. So I took a pencil with me up there and then I threw it like down the aisle and I said, fetch. <laughs> oh my God. Fetch to my teacher. And he was like, you know, I really could give you a detention for that. And I was like, yeah, but you won't. So it's fine. And he didn't. <laughs> But that was that was pretty cheeky. <laughs> Every time I hear cheeky, I just think of like jorts, really short jorts. Oh my god! <laughs> trying to think. I don't know. Really bad at thinking of these things on the fly. Come on, Katie, get with it. It's not cheeky, but me and my friends that were obsessed with Harry Potter in like eighth grade were like hounding our one teacher and asking that, like asking them like, which name do you like better, Snape or Lupin? And then we'd be like, because he knew nothing about Harry Potter. And then we'd be like, he'd pick one and be like, oh, you want to be like that teacher? That was like it, really. Oh, Katie. Dumb. (laughs) Dumb. One time, I didn't raise my hand and answer. <laughs> I never raised my hand. What are you talking about? So cheeky. You bad never. girl. Okay, trumpet. Come on, Tiffany. Well, share that story that you put in Discord. Yeah. No, they're not. That's just for uh, patrons. This is a patrons only perk. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, boy. oh my gosh. Uh, all right, that's gonna be it for Lightning Bolt, and bingo goes to Marguerite. So Gryffindor gets a bingo. Woo woo! And that Tell me means. Tell me we won. Let me make sure. Did we give the points? Well, either way, Ravenclaw wins. <laughs> no! <laughs> with 230 points. Slytherin is in second with 180. Gryffindor is in third with 160. And Hufflepuff is fourth with a measly 50, Katie. What the heck? I was reacting <laughs> to stuff. I am offended, but happy for Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I do not approve. All right. Give me the fan story. All right. This week's fan story comes from Alex. This is from January of 2021. Ooh. Hello, hello, Tiffany, Katie, Megan, and Sarah. Also, I can't forget Florence. Man, it's been a minute. Hello. What? Florence. Oh, yeah. You're the one that's best. There you go. (laughs) Hello. My name is Alex. I'm 28 and I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a Slytherin. I see you, Megan. Woo! My Patronus is... Hiss, (laughs) hiss. 
Are you done speaking snake? No, isn't that like a... <laughs> yes, I am. But hold on. Is... What is the name of the sorority or fraternity in Monsters Hiss, Universe? Hiss, Theta, Hiss. Hiss. Is, are you sure that's it? Yeah, I think so. Hiss, Theta, Hiss. I think so. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'll bet but you a cookie you sure? on it. Just because. Uh, a, a cookie? No, it's Ada, Hiss, Hiss. Ah, oh, dang it. You lost a cookie! Or Etta. Etta? Man. What is ETA? I don't know. I don't know. Ada, Hiss, Hiss. So close. One of them has theta, doesn't it? I don't know. How to pronounce Ada. <laughs> Estimated time of arrival. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike. Yes, I didn't even read your thing. Oh, that's funny. Are you Where serious? Are we at this person's story? Go ahead. Sorry. Meg's playing I don't know a how YouTube video of how to pronounce, <laughs> how to pronounce ETA. It. It's taking entirely too long, so go ahead. Sorry. Alex, I apologize to you. Okay. My Patronus is an Osprey, which is funny because I'm terrified of things that fly. My wand is an alder is an alder wood with a dragon heartstring core, twelve and a half, and slightly springy flexibility. I've been a Potter fan since the books came out. I was always a big reader growing up, and I'd like to think my first love of, well, anything was the Harry Potter book series. I was in third grade when I first discovered Sorcerer's Stone. On rainy days during school, my teacher would have us all sit in the back of the classroom, and she would read chapters of Sorcerer's Stone to us. I was totally mesmerized by the story, and I definitely didn't want recess to end. After she finished it, I didn't come across another Potter book until the next year. My half-blood prince, I mean half-brother... See what I did there? Would stay every weekend at my parents' house, and at the time, he was very into the books. He would bring them over and leave the first three at my house. I picked up Sorcerer's Stone again and fell in love all over. I remember bringing the books on all of our family beach vacations, and my mom would get so mad because she would get stuck carrying them on our trips. <laughs> As I read the series and the movies were coming out, it made me and a handful of my family members super close. We still even now have Harry Potter marathons, and I reread the books almost every year. It takes me back to a place where I felt safe and warm. A place where in this crazy world we currently live in feels a little more magical. My sister-in-law's younger sister, who is 15 years old, is now borrowing my book series and reading them all the way through. She loves them just as much as we do. It's refreshing to see a 15-year-old in 2021 really fall in love with reading and with Potter. Wow, that makes me feel old. Me too. Me too, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, this is so long, but I tend to rant about things that I am passionate about and things that I deeply love. It's fine. I never purchased a new set of Harry Potter books over the years. My books are worn and torn and have seen better days. They are hanging on by a thread, literally. Until they are ripping at the seams, I will keep them and cherish them forever. I just wanted to say thank you so much for creating this podcast for all of us. It's like I drank some Felix Felicious or something because I feel so lucky to have found you all. Aww. You make me laugh on good days and you make me laugh on bad ones. And I love that we can all nerd out and laugh together. Don't let the muggles get you down. I love that. That was really sweet. They gave me happy chills. Happy chills. Did that tickle you, Grandma? You know what, Tiffany? What? I love that you're a grandma. Do you? Do you love making yeah. fun I like to call of her a maybe? boomer? Meg! Yeah, we know. You did that on yeah, the pot. I'm not that mean. <laughs> <laughs> She's Coach just a boomer boom. on Facebook. That Coach kind of boomer? boomer. 
Sidekick. <laughs> Can we watch that? Uh, anyway, Alex. I think it's on Disney Plus. It is. Alex, thank you for your story. I yeah, loved it. Thank you. I loved it as well. Don't worry. We're all old and not old and it's fine and whatever. I'm really glad that you get to like see, like almost pass it on and like see someone else in your family and grow to love it. That's super cool. I didn't prepare a joke. But while I look for oh, one, no. I'm just going to say again that I love the little Felix reference that you said. That was really cute. I should have bought... Oh, while I'm looking, also, I found the Hufflepuff joke book, but I didn't buy it. I should have bought it. Okay, we'll just read this one. What is it? How does a wizard find their lost shoes? I don't know, Katie. How? With a sneak scope. <laughs> Megan, you are a butt. <laughs> Can well, I just... I don't know. How? I don't know. How? <laughs> Can I read this one? Because I want it out if of my way. you don't know, that was May being... <laughs> I want to get Katie the Hufflepuff joke book. We need to get that. Hold on. I have to read this really stupid one because I want to check it off and not ever look at it again. Okay. Ready? Where does Dean Thomas keep his wand? In Dean's jeans. Ha! <laughs> I'm LOLing all over. No. It's freaking dumb. Brandon sent some egg jokes. Yes. How do you make an egg roll? Just give it a little push. Oh. Did you hear about the hen Dude. who laid her egg on an axe? She wanted to hatch it. Oh. Yes. That's a good one. What's an egg's least favorite day of the week? Friday. Oh. oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. Those are good. Oh my god. How did the omelet find out she was ill? She had a medical exam. Oh. <laughs> How do chickens stay fit? They exercise. I like the joke Marguerite sent, too. Why is Mad-Eye such a bad professor? He can't control his pupils. (laughs) Goodness. Oh, Oh, man. Okay. Follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Peaches Family. And Tiff is on Instagram at TiffSwish underscore flick. Tiffany, what have you done the last kind of two weeks? Um, What have I done? You're like, I've grown a baby. That's true. <laughs> um, did I finish listening to Half-Blood Prince and start Deathly Hallows over again? Again? The answer is yes. I did both of those things. <laughs> and I just got done listening to um, where they left uh, Bethilda's house. <laughs> Sad. Uh, what? What? I don't know. I don't know what I've done. Working out off and on. Cleaning off and on. Reading baby books. <laughs> you gotta put those baby books on your uh, Goodreads. Get your count up. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I don't even use Goodreads. 
What is wrong I with have... you? I need to count how many books I read in a year. Otherwise, it drives me nuts. Well, I don't count. <sighs> well, um, you can't. I haven't even I haven't been playing video games. I've been honestly, I've been cruising through documentaries. I guess that's what I've been doing. I have been. What did, what did I watch recently? I'm watching the Scientology one on Netflix with Leah Remini. Love mm-hmm. her. Um, that show is heavy. It's exceptionally heavy. Yeah. Yes. I watched another one and I can't remember what it's called. Um, if I look it up, I can maybe tell you. Let me open my Netflix and see what's going on there. I do have HBO Max. Yes. Um, speaking of the Fantastic Beasts three is going to be launching on there pretty soon. May thirtieth, I believe. I am quite excited for tomorrow because as of this recording, um, the new Obi Wan show is coming out. I have watched The Vow. I think. If I remember correctly, I watched some episodes of Trial by Media, which were quite interesting. I can tell that Martin was watching stuff on mine because Better Call Saul is on here, and I definitely don't watch that show. It's a good show. I <laughs> haven't been show. caught up on it, but I love me some Saul. We watched some stand-up recently. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name for certain, but it's Nate... Bargazzati. Bargazzati. He um, has some stand-ups on Netflix. Very funny. One is during COVID times, uh, Man Katie, and he's live from Universal Studios. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, watch the college admissions scandal. And... Oh, um, I watched a, I watched a true crime one, Dream Killer or something like this, Dream Killer maybe. But yeah, nice. Yeah, I like to watch a lot of documentaries. They're just interesting to me. I like to learn about people. True crime ones are always good. Alt ones are always good. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's mm-hmm. interesting to learn and to see uh, how things how things go. So that's me. I agree. I have read Book Lovers by Emily Henry since we last met. That was delightful I really really enjoyed it it was very quick I actually listened I did get that book like that physical one but then I also um it came available like right on release day for me on Libby um is that so, the one where you panicked because you were going to read something else or you were reading something else? Yeah, and it came available and I was like, well, yeah. I guess this is next. <laughs> book nerd problems. <laughs> Um, I also finished Neon Gods. It was very good. It was quite spicy, but I enjoyed it. Um, 
I do have the audiobook for Electric Idol, which is the second one. And I'm trying to only read gay books in June. Uh, but I have so many books that I want to like try to get done before June, but I am quickly running out of days. So this is interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this Gay goes. It's probably <laughs> the best thing that's ever been said. On this <laughs> um, I, I also, <laughs> I also am in the middle of beach read by Emily Henry. Cause that also came available on my Libby. Um, and that's been sitting on my shelf for a while, and I wanted to read it, and I am enjoying it quite a bit. And, oh, shoot, I didn't even put this on my Goodreads yet. I read Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. I literally read it in a day. Oh, my God. Go and read it right now, all of you. It was so good. It was like it was like a, a wild western adventure book with romance. Oh, my God, I were they cowboys so, eating s'mores? Like Brokeback Mountain? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever seen I've Brokeback never seen Mountain. it. Actually. Uh, <sighs> anyway, it was very good. I'm now putting it on my Goodreads. I finished it. I will say, I rewatched. Sorry to go back to me for a second. This is about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did rewatch the documentary on Netflix, The Staircase, because I wanted to be ready for the HBO um, dramatization of The Staircase. And so I've been watching that. And I have to tell you, um, what's his face? Oh, crud. What is his name? Who is the lead actor? Male in what the staircase Tiffany. dang it do 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 i hate when do, i forget names do, 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 colin do. firth mm. colin firth it is okay so if you don't know anything about the staircase it is a true crime documentary from early 2000s um about a husband and wife and wife ends up unalived, right? Um, it's a very, very long documentary. I enjoyed it as much as somebody can enjoy true crime doc. Um, it's interesting. It's topsy turvy twists and turns. And Michael Peterson is the guy who is, um, basically arrested for and tried for his wife but Colin Firth sounds just like him really it is it is in, it's like it blew my mind it absolutely blew my mind and that's awesome it's been I love when they get casting right like he must have really studied and practiced it's amazing you know That's who awesome. has the most crimes? Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I've been watching that. There's a new episode out that came out like a couple oops, about a couple days ago that I have to look up. But or watch, I mean. Um I have seen The Vow, so for sure have seen The Vow. 
which is also interesting. But yeah, I'm done. Katie or Megan? Yeah, I'm not done. Oh, wow. Yippee. Just (gasps) kidding. Love you. She Um, meant you're beautiful. I meant beautiful. Um, I... Yes, I highly, highly recommend reading Something Wilder. It's not like anything that Christina Lauren has written that I've read. And I was telling Katie because when I read The Soulmate Equation by them, I talked it up and it is such a good book. But then I like I'm just literally going through their entire catalog. Like I'm going to read everything that they've ever put out because I just love their writing so much. Um, But my top three Christina Lauren books tied for first because I literally right now I I just can't pick I need to like reread both of them and then maybe I can pick Um, but I'm going with Something Wilder is tied with Love in Other Words for first and then very close behind second is Soulmate Equation so if you're looking for a good like book that like if you want to try something read by them I highly recommend any of those three but Something Wilder came out the day after my birthday. So I was very excited. And I had been waiting for that book for so long. I That was one of those books where, like, I tried so hard to get an advanced reader copy because I did not want to wait until May. I, like, emailed their publisher. Mm-hmm. I would, like, enter all of the contests that they had on their page to try to get one. And I did not ever get it. Um, like, you're cute. I just wanted it. So I, like, seriously, like, the cover was so beautiful. Like... It was it was it's really neat because it like takes place in um, like Colorado, Utah area. Um, but anyway, highly recommend. And then also my plans for this evening. Let me tell you, I haven't told this to Katie yet. I am watching season five of Somebody Feed Phil. And <gasps> oh, my God, I am so excited it dropped. I love film. <laughs> I love partially Phil. named after him a little I bit. Know. I know. I love Phil Rosenthal so much. He's the executive producer on Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond. And he is somewhat the reason for Phil being named Phil. Fillmore is named after the van from Cars. But, like, the deciding factor was when we decided that we would sing somebody feed phil to Fillmore when we would feed him unfortunately phil doesn't really love food that much he's a weird eater so we haven't been able to feed it yet or sing it yet to him while we feed him but it's gonna happen i know it is i know it is and then i'm gonna take a video of it and we're gonna tag phil and he's gonna think it's hilarious and i just know i just know anyway if you like watching like feel good shows that take you to different cities and talk about traveling and eating highly recommend it is such a good feel-good show i just i love phil so much somebody feed somebody feed somebody feed somebody feed somebody somebody feed phil somebody feed it now that's really how it goes. It was beautiful, Meg. That was I so good. High five. So, no, hold on. What high about five. the one part where it's like, pasta, pork, chicken, or lamb? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I need to know the lyrics. Okay, hold on, Katie. You go. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Somebody feed Phil. 
Oh, boy. (laughs) I feel like I can't go on, so you know it. Oh, a happy, hungry man is traveling all across the sea in the land. He's trying to understand the art of pasta, pork, chicken, and lamb. He will drive to you. He will fly to you. He will sing for you, and he'll dance for you. He will laugh with you and he'll cry for you. There's just one thing he asks in return. Somebody feed Phil. Can somebody, somebody feed Phil. Somebody feed him now. There you go. You think Phil is listening right now and is like, yes, feed me. (laughs) He has a shirt on his website that says pasta, pork, chicken, and lamb. And I want it so bad. (laughs) What? There's yeah. Phil merch? Yeah, there's Phil merch. I need it. I know. I need it. Like, Spongebob needs water. Alright, Katie, go, because my cheekies are asleep. <laughs> Alright, let's see. I guess I've actually been up to a lot. I started reading Crescent City 2. Yeah, she did. Finally. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I'm a little over 100 pages in, so I got a long way to go, but I'm liking it a lot. Um, what else? Still running. Still running. It's getting very humid. Still waiting to be able to no, fundraise. No, no, she sent me an email today. What? Yes. But just for one of them. Okay. So I need to check my email and see if the other one came through. Woo. Anyway, look out for that because I really need all your guys' helps. <laughs> helps? <laughs> Even if it's just sharing a link. He has an apron that says pasta, <laughs> pork, chicken, and lamb. Too bad I don't actually wear aprons, but man, oh man, New I need puff pastry apron. Oh, he has a sticker that's the Daily Murray. He's his dog. He posts a picture of his dog every day. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and then biggest news is I got a new old job. <laughs> a new old job. Um, so like long story show, short, I worked at this place in Ohio. The pandemic came. It went remote. Um, then I decided to move to Florida. I asked them, Hey, since things have been remote, can I stay remote? Um, I think my boss wanted to keep that on, but her boss didn't. So the answer was unfortunately, no. Okay, fine. We'll figure it out. Um, but then while living down here, I was working with them as an independent contractor, like just doing freelance stuff when they had like over, like, what am I trying to say? They had more projects than they could handle or they wanted to just like do a side project. But then I, Meg gave me the courage to ask now, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking for a full-time job. And like, I've been putting feelers out in other places, but truly like, I'd like to give you guys the time and on and on and on. And it kind of just like morphed into a yes. And now I'm their first ever fully remote person, which is kind of cool pretty neat i'm only i just started yesterday she's doing great yeah it's good and weird at the same time you know like getting it's familiar and yet it's not because like it's my old job but it's also new stuff job but new at the same time because it's like you're taking on different things than you did yeah and like stuff that i'm not familiar with and my boss is like totally cool about that and like i'm just learning about it and everything but she trusts that you can take it on yeah which is good she told me she has the best situation with the boss i'm so jealous she's really cool she told me that an email i sent today which mind you i wrote 
this morning and didn't send until like after lunch because I read it over and over and over and over again, making sure it was right. She was like, yeah, you sounded B.A. in that in that email. You sounded very professional, like you knew what you were doing. And like she knows that I don't know what I'm doing. So it was cool that she said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been good so far. And I, I like my team and I just feel lucky that that was able to happen. So here's to a new old job. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Should we buy you something off of Phil's website as a congrats on your new job? You already bought me a congrats on a new job. Yeah, but gift. then I can also get something on Phil's website. <laughs> she got me a uh, Disney Pride a gay Marvel, Marvel hat. hat. A gay Marvel hat. Pretty Is that cool. A gay Marvel hat. Yeah. Heck yeah, we did. You. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. Well, it's been real. Is that it? Yeah. What's this for? What did we talk about? For Bezors and Harry being dumb. <laughs> for Bezors and eggs. Bezors and eggs. Oh my gosh. For oh, Bad Brandon. Plans. Brandon says for teeth and BB teeth. Everybody, let's take a vote right now on if Tiffany's oh, having geez. a boy or a girl. <laughs> I say girl. <laughs> Everybody loves this conversation. I do. I just want to be right. You know what I mean? <laughs> a baby. <sighs> oh, yeah. Velociraptor. Yeah. Oh, sure. I do like Velociraptor. Velociraptor. <laughs> Everybody like in my like that sees me every day says boy. What do they know? I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I do love that. Brandon said a a baby. Baby. People get so confused when I refer to them as they. Like if I don't call the baby like the baby or beeb, and I say they, they're like, wait, what? It's two, and I'm like. <laughs> no come on they is not a hard concept it's really genuinely not you say it <laughs> so often without even you knowing say, you say it right and i like the first time i said it my mom was like what and i was like mom it could be singular <laughs> oh my god She's like oh yeah i'm like i just don't want to call it it because i'm not having et <laughs> <laughs> or cousin it <laughs> Literally every time like somebody would say like it, E.T. just pops in my head. And if you know me at all, you will know that I do not care for E.T. <laughs> E.T. scares me. I love okay? E.T. Have you ever ridden that ride? <clears throat> no, Catherine. E.T. scares We're me. We're going on E.T. the next time you're down here. That ride's terrifying. You on it. The ride is so freaking weird. It's so scary. You so go you to E.T. planet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did, you know, did you know there are other species of ETs? Yeah. I don't like that. They're scarier looking than the potato that ET is. You better wrap your little head around it. We're going on it. It's a potato. <laughs> My mom. Okay. Fun fact. Really quickly before we close this out. My mom used to clean some lady's house and she had like one. You know, those glass like hutches where people yeah. put like their little knickknacks in there. Yeah. She had... It was probably like three or four inch tall plastic E.T. And the heart would light <laughs> up. 
terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Terrifying. I hate it. I love Why's that. Why's that in your hutch, lady? No. That's hilarious. Why's that in your hutch? <laughs> that means you I think don't. it's really special. I don't like your ET. Thanks for the nightmares. It's core memory. <laughs> 34. And I remember your stupid ET. <laughs> now I'm going to dream about ET. Ah, this episode is not for ET. This is for eggs. For eggs. You're excellent. Tiff, you should phone home. Oh, that concludes this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. Geety, honestly. <laughs> what is that? Who posted that? Vinny! Oh my god, you're grounded. For next week. Put it on your bingo cards. Gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Never know how. No, what the French <laughs> toast is wrong with me? Also, I know you can't see me today, but my shirt says Martin. <laughs> Just in case I forget who he is. I want to get a shirt with your name on it, Meg. Yeah. Yeah. People will be like, what's that? It'd be like my hot wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. Bye, Swishers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.